hearing I'm an alcoholic. Can we start with a prayer? God, open our minds, open our hearts, and open our souls so that we might see what you have for us today and we might pass that on to others. Amen. Uh, we've got to have a couple of ground rules. It's got to be ground rules. First thing is, uh, I, 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 I ain't no expert. I ain't to be quoted. I, uh, we're going to go through this together. It's a dumb guy approach, simple directions. That's all we're going to try to stay with is the directions to a simple program of Alcoholics Anonymous. I, uh, uh, if I, if I miss a direction, I'm open to be told. <laughs> You're not going to hurt my feelings by saying, hey, you missed that. Or, hey, uh, that ain't what it says. I'm always open to that. Don't, this is not authority here, okay? And if you're going to quote anything, quote the big book, because we are going to stay right with the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous to the best that we can. Uh, there are a thousand and one ways to stay sober. A thousand and one ways. We're just going to use this way. This way right here. And we're going to use the book as we, we're going to use the book as we go along. So if you're going to come to a big book study, bringing a big book is like a good idea. But since we're not really doing a big book study, we're just doing this 12 steps, bringing a big book is a good idea. We got any questions? Questions are a good thing. We're going to be asked 10,000 times before the next two days are over. Are there any questions? Because if you walk out of here without knowing what's going on, uh, what good is that? What good is that? Any questions from the beginning? Any questions? Now, we're only questions about the topic in front of us. Okay? The questions are ground rules. That's where we're at. Questions. Any questions on the ground rules? Any? What? No questions. Okay. Now. Uh, let's open up our book to page uh, 58. Now, if I was if I was your sponsor, if I was if you want to use that term, if I was working with you, if you were to come to me, if you were to come to me, what'd you say your name was? Morgan. If Morgan was to come to me and say, "Would you be my sponsor? Would you help me?" <laughs> Fat chance. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first thing, the first thing I would say to Morgan is, here Morgan, here's the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, read the first 103 pages. The directions for the 12 steps are in the first 103 pages. I advise everybody in this room to read the big book thoroughly and over and many times. I advise you to read the first 164 pages because it's priceless and the stories afterwards, it's absolutely priceless. But the directions for the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous are in the first 103. And any necessary reading. Does that make sense? Okay. So what's the difference to the wives if you ain't worked the steps? Because to the wives is to who? That's all. <laughs> What's the difference if you read to the employers if you haven't worked the steps? Because who is to the employer written to? 
That's it. We're catching on quick here, ain't we? We're, we're doing good. So the directions for I would say to Morgan, Morgan, read the first 103 pages. Morgan's response would be, fat chance. Well, why, why, why would you have me do that? That's a normal question. What the, what, what, how, what? Let's go to page 96. My job as a sponsor, my job as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous to work the steps, page 96, you with me? Second paragraph down, suppose, you with me? Got it? Suppose now you're making your second visit to Morgan, right? What was my first directions to Morgan? You got that? Read 100 pages, Morgan. Morgan said, I can do that. My second visit to Morgan now, right? He called me the next day, said, okay, I did 103 pages. Because you're a bright guy, right? You're a bright guy, you're not a, uh, right? Huh? Fat chance, did he? Making our second visit to Morgan, he has read this volume. What does that mean? That's all, that's right, he's read it. <laughs> he's read it. Because that's what I asked him to do. And in my second visit, according to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, he says he has read this volume and what? Now that doesn't say anything at all about meetings, does it? That doesn't say anything at all about trash detail, garbage cans, coffee cups, don't have no relationship. That doesn't say anything about 90 meetings in 90 days. What does it say? Well, what if Morgan is only sober a week? Can he be prepared to go through the 12 steps? Yeah. Hell yeah! And he should be prepared to go through the 12 steps if he's sober a week. He should be. <clears throat> the program of recovery, the 12 steps of the program of recovery. Having had the experience myself, experience of what? Wait a minute, let me see if I got this right. If I work the 12 steps in my first 28 days, of so how, how long is it here, 10 days? If I've worked the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous in 10 days, that means I can sponsor Morgan? No. Having had the experience myself, having had the experience of what? Well, then I went through him in 10 days. He's sober three days. He wants to go through him. Can I direct him through these 12 steps? You, you better believe it. I can give Morgan what? Oh, man, read the book. Much practical advice. That's exactly right. Much practical advice about the 12 steps. Let him know that I am available if he wishes to make a decision. What step is that? Simple as that. And to tell his story. What step is that? It's as simple as that. That my responsibility to Morgan is to take him and give him much practical advice about what? 12 steps. And to be available to do a third step and a fifth step with him because that's where you need somebody. And in the third step they say maybe you don't want nobody. 
but know that I'm available, but by no means, but by no, but, 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 do not, I should not insist if he prefers to consult someone else. Now do you see why I have done what I have done? Now do you see your job as a sponsor? Do you see the directions I'm still going to give Morgan? Make sense? Nothing to do with me, is it? Just following directions, ain't it? Yes, no, maybe. Any questions? You brought a big book. He's ready. All right. Let's go back to 58. Now, Morgan has read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes? Okay. Second paragraph down. Our discourse, our discourse, two word, two word, one word. Our stories are disclosed in a general way. What we used to be like, what happened to what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have, who is making that decision? You are. Or the person you're sponsoring. Morgan, have you read this book? Have you decided you want what we have? Whose decision is it? So when should Morgan start working the steps? When he has what? When he has made the decision that he wants what we have. Does that make sense? If he's sober three days and he wants what we have, should I tell him, oh, no, no, you got to wait till I say you're ready. How do we know that? We just read it. We just read it. If you have decided you want what we have, now here's the trick question. How is he going to know what we have? He's read the pages. Morgan, you are sharp. I take everything back I've said about you. He's sharp as a tack. He's read the pages. He knows exactly what we have. And that's the only real way to know what we have. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it, are you ready to go to any lengths to get it? Whose decision is it? It's your decision. It's the guy you're sponsoring's decision. It's nothing more difficult than that. That's as simple as it is. You want what we got? Yeah. How do you know what we got? Well, I seen so-and-so in a meeting. <laughs> That's good, but this is what we got. This is what we got. And if you've decided you want what we have, and you're ready to go to any lengths to get it, and how does he know what lengths they are? He's read the book. He has read the book. He knows exactly what he's supposed to do. What's going to be entailed. Man, I hate buying a car and then three months later find out that the prices just went up. Wait a minute, you didn't tell me that when I bought the, the car. Oh, I should have read the contract. Huh? No surprises. It's got to be his decision. Then if he's decided he wants what we have to ready to go to any lace to get it, what is he going to do? How do we know that? Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't say go to 90 meeting in 90 days. It doesn't say get a sponsor. It doesn't say keep your mouth shut. I'll do your thinking for you. It doesn't say no sex for the first year. It doesn't say 90 meetings in 90 days. What does it say? It says then you are ready to take certain steps, Morgan. <laughs> any questions? <laughs> you can't have any, can you? Because what have we done? Read the book. That's all we've done is just read the directions. I haven't even given you an opinion yet. <laughs> and if, at 
at the end of this session, I have not given you opinion at all. I have fulfilled my task. I have done what I'm supposed to do. Give you facts so that everybody in this room is armed with facts. No smoke, no mirrors, no opinions. Okay? Okay. So it's his decision, he's decided what he wants, his decision, and he's ready to go to any place to get it. Then it tells him what he's supposed to do, take certain steps, go to 59. <laughs> Third paragraph down, 59, what does it say? Here are the steps we took. So at the bottom of 58, it says, ready to take certain steps. They alleviate all misnomers and any questions about what steps do they mean. They tell you, here are the steps. Oh, that's, that's that. <laughs> what steps do you think they mean? These steps. That's exactly right. These steps. These steps. Turn the page. Page 60. Now please read everything in between. I, 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 we don't have time to read. It's not a big book study. All we're doing is following the directions. There's going to be very few times I will take you outside of the specific directions. Very few times. Second paragraph, third paragraph down. Our description. With me? Watch how important it is to read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous if you're going to work the steps out of the big book. If you want to do a thousand other ways, you do not need this book or pieces of it or parts of it. But if you're going to follow the one way, the directions of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, then it's very important that you read it. It says our descriptions of the alcoholic. What chapter is that in? First four chapters. The chapter to the agnostic, where's that at? First four chapters. It's very important that you read this. It's very important that you read this. And our per what? What? I didn't hear you. Were you talking to me? Oh. Oh, it's a woman thing. <laughs> Somebody get a mirror. So here we go. What? It was just, it doesn't. <laughs> If we, if we don't have fun doing this, it's going to get boring, and <laughs> It's going to be boring, and I, I might be something, but boring I'm not. <laughs> I might be honest, might not be honest, brave, brave, clean, loyal, reverent, cheerful, or anything else, but I'm funny. funny. Our description of the alcoholic, first four chapters. Chapter 10, agnostic, first four chapters. Our personal adventures before and after, and Bill Wilson is the very first thing that comes out of the book, book Anonymous is a personal adventure. Makes clear three pertinent ideas. Three pertinent ideas. A, that we're alcoholic cannot manage your own life. B, that probably no human power could ever leave your alcoholism. C, that God could and would if he were sought. I love California. I love it. <laughs> e I, being convinced. Being convinced of what? A, B, and C. If you are convinced of A, B, and C, what step are you on? Whoa! They call this pertinent ideas. Are you telling me that these two steps are ideas? Yep. Yep. How long does it take you to have an idea? 
I am not saying that his sponsor is wrong. I'm saying that there are a thousand and one ways to do it. We're just going to do it this way. I have absolutely no argument with the way anybody else does it. I'm not here to say they're wrong, and I'm not here to say they're right. I'm here to say this is what we're going to do here. So that no matter what you think of me, you are going to be armed with facts. And no one can blow smoke up here. Uh, no one can. <laughs> what? No one can, uh, I don't know how to express that without saying it. No one can hoodwink you. <laughs> pull, pull the wool over your eyes anymore. Okay, three pertinent ideas. They're just ideas. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you need to read the first four chapters to be convinced of the three pertinent ideas? No. Oh, you'll have those on your own experience. Let's do the first three. Let's do the three pertinent ideas. A, that we're alcoholic, cannot manage our own lives. A, that we're alcoholic, could not manage our own lives. Alcoholic, alcoholic. Let's go to XXVI. Doctor's opinion. XXVI. XXVI. XX, don't lose the page on 60. XXVI. Because this is going to be the premise for everything that we're going to do. This is going to be the foundation for everything we're going to do. You with me on XXVI, first paragraph? Yes. We believe, and it's so suggested a few years ago, that the action of the alcoholic... What? Did I give the wrong number? XXVI. No, I did, right? We believe, and it's so suggested a few years ago. Now, this is who's telling us this? The doctor. The doctor. This is a doctor's opinion. Doctor's opinion. Oh, for the non-believers. What kind of <laughs> what kind of doctor? Podiatrist? Optometrist? Delivers babies? What? What? Gynecologist? Works on your feet? What? What? Oh, let's go to page X X B I I I. X X I I I. Here's this doctor's credentials, okay? This is the doctor. He's a well-known doctor. Well, so is Kevorkian, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, would I go to Kevorkian for my alcoholic problem? But it says here's credentials. He's a chief physician. Now, that gives him some credence, don't it? at a nationally prominent hospital specializing in, now this means he's a specialist, alcoholic and drug addiction. This guy I would trust. I wouldn't want him to deliver my old lady's baby, but I would trust him with what he says about what? Alcoholism and drugs. You got you with me on this? So here's it. We're now we're on XXVI. So this guy's got credentials. You know he's not a, he's not some kind of charlatan, not some kind of snake water salesman. This is a big time shoot a dime guy with big time shoot a dime credentials. He says this. We believe in the so suggested a few years ago that the action of the chronic on these chronic alcoholics is a manifestation of an allergy. Now pay real close attention that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never, never occurs in the average temperate drinker. 
If you have ever had, ever once, the phenomenon of craving, what are you? According to who? Doctor's opinion. And he's a big time shooter, dying guy. Yes, no, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. You see what we're trying to say here? We're not giving you no kind of take this on faith. We're not doing faith yet. We will get to faith later on. Right now we're dealing with facts. This doctor says if you've ever had the phenomenon of craving, you are an alcoholic. Let's go back to 60. That we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. Alcoholic. All you got to do is identify just once the phenomenon of craving that, then you fit into what category? Alcoholic. If you can see the phenomenon of craving in your life, it's ollie ollie in free from there on in. You do not have to, do not have to guess. From here on in, yes, I am one of them. <laughs> yeah, okay, alcoholic. Hey, what triggers a phenomenon of craving? Just the first drink. Nothing else triggers a phenomenon of drink. Nothing else. The first drink, the drink of alcohol, alcohol and alcohol and alcohol is the only thing that triggers a phenomenon of craving. Nothing else triggers a phenomenon of craving. If I take a drink of alcohol right now, I'm sober 26 years. Nine months and 24 days. If I take a drink of alcohol right now, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to develop the phenomenon of craving. Why? Because I am an alcoholic. And this doctor says that's what happens to alcoholics when they drink. Does that make sense to you? Yes. I think so. I think so. I think so. I have a sickness and illness and malady, something wrong, an allergy, an allergy, that when I drink alcohol, I respond. My response to alcohol is the phenomenon of craving. That's my response to alcohol. Anybody here got any allergies? Yes. What are you allergic to? Grass. Grass. Any other allergies? <laughs> any other allergies? What happens when you take penicillin? It, she gets a rash. What happens when you, you get around grass? Get a rash. Any other allergies? Yeah. Bee stings. What happens when you get around bee stings? Get very sick and die. What are you allergic to? Cats. What happens when you get around cats? The what? Wise eyes water and you break out in tears. Sounds like a San Diego freeway. <laughs> she ever drive down the freeway? I've never seen more women cry and drive at the same time. I, I call it the highway of tears. I want to stop the car, baby. What's the matter? <laughs> okay. Okay. You have an allergy to penicillin. What is the allergic reaction? You have an allergy to these things. What is your allergic reaction? Sick and die. You have an allergy to grass. What's your allergic reaction? You all have alcoholism. What's your allergic reaction? Phenomenon craving. Don't forget that. Very important. A, that you're alcoholic and could not manage your own life. How? How then? Can you prove to yourself if you have any doubt that you are an alcoholic? Who said that? Take a drink. 
and you will respond differently than the average temper drinker. Now I ask you this, do you really need to take a drink to find that out, or have you taken enough drinks? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, any questions so far? Could not manage your own lives. This can be a little bit difficult if we were sitting somewhere in Shaker Heights or or Youngstown, Ohio, no, not there, or or somewhere San Francisco. But look around where you're at. Have you been managing well? Okay, we're not going in front of that. Okay, so you know you cannot safely take a drink of alcohol because you don't develop the phenomenon of craving, and that means you are an alcoholic. You look around at your surroundings, and that means you could not manage your own life well because you ain't doing so hot. That's as simple as it is. B, that probably no human power could have relieved your alcoholism. Ooh. <laughs> Gonna take the test. Gonna take the test. They're broken. Who cares? We're not going back. Fifth of whiskey. Fifth of whiskey. Thirty shots of whiskey. Thirty shots. How many's in a fifth? That's right. I got some good drinkers in here. I like men who are knowledgeable. Thirty shots of whiskey. We're going to take the test to find out we're alcoholic. We're going to take one shot of whiskey a day. Just one shot of whiskey a day for the next month. It's worth the test, ain't it, to find out if you are or are you not. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to take one today and none for the next seven days and then seven all at once. That doesn't mean we're going to drink all 30 now and then not have none for the next 29 days. No, 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 no. We're going to take a shot of whiskey, boom, before dinner. Like, uh, an appetizer. Like a cocktail, like an appetizer. Do you think you could do that? Just one, just one. Why don't you think you can do that? Uh, that that's book shit. What? Our history, our history has told us we cannot do that. And if you've read the first four chapters, the first four chapters explain in great detail why you cannot do that. 30 shots of whiskey can't do it. My past has proven I can't do it. It's Saturday night. Let's take the test. Here's what the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says. Start, start drinking and quit abruptly. The hell's that mean? <laughs> We're going to be done here at four. Take your shower. Shave. Put on that stuff. Put on that, all that stuff that you wear. Put on that gold you've been hiding. Slide into them blue jeans. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> and go down to wherever it is you drink. And be there by 8 o'clock. Be there by 8 o'clock. Show up at 8 o'clock. Are you ready? Huh? <sighs> Man stuff on, that gold on, and start drinking.
Start drinking. Drink as much as you want. Drink whatever you want. Do whatever you want to do. Shoot the juice. Shoot the pool. Shoot pool. Shuffle puck pool. Play the jukebox. Dance. Do whatever you want. But you're going to have one thought in your mind. I'm going to leave at 11 o'clock and show up for the 11, a quarter to 11 and show up for the 11 o'clock nose. You're going to start drinking and quit abruptly. This is the test. I'm going to start drinking and quit abruptly. I'm going to be home by 11 o'clock. Can you do that? Can you do that? How do you know that? Our past has proven that we cannot do that. Do you agree? No problem at all. I got 30 shots of whiskey sitting in front of me. The second pertinent idea is that no human power could have relieved my alcoholism. I already know that if I take a drink of alcohol, what am I going to get? I'm a phenomenon of craving simply because I'm alcoholic. 30 shots of whiskey in front of me. No human power. Remember this. 30 shots of whiskey. In comes my ma. She just hit the lottery. $15 million. And she's going to sound her baby boy. Is going to split it right down the middle with me. There's $4 million in two big hefty bags. Here, here, honey. Can I now... Safely, not not do you want to, can I now safely take the first drink without developing the phenomenon of craving? How do you know that? Our past has taught us that this is true. You with me? 30 shots of whiskey, here I am, 30 shots of whiskey, my brother walks in with a, the keys to a brand spanking new Lincoln Continental four-door convertible and a tank full of mu- tank full of gas, tank full of gas, and he says, "Here, here, brother, it's all yours, free, clear, and paid for." Can I now safely take the first drink of alcohol without developing the phenomenon craving? How do you know that? Your past has proven to you that you cannot safely take the first drink without developing that phenomenon of craving. Here comes Lonnie Anderson. (laughs) She's free. She's free now, you know. Yeah. And she likes men with no hair. We know this. We know this. (laughs) And Lonnie says... Sit right here on my lap, big boy. (laughs) And I'll do anything you want, anytime you want, and I will never leave your side. Can I now safely take the first drink of alcohol and not develop the phenomenon of craving? How do you know that? Your past has proven that. What? What could I give you? Could your mama give you? Could your boss give you? Could your brother give you? Could anybody give you that would enable you to safely take the first drink? Nothing. Then there is no human power. Then there is no human power on the face. And intelligently, you're sitting here and saying, that's true. That's true. Yes, I agree. There is nothing on the face of the earth that we could give you that would allow you to safely take the first drink. Yes, no? Yes. Watch this. Sitting here 
at the dumb guy approach Saturday afternoon at 1.35, you know that to be a fact. And I swear to God, a month from now, when you got a minimum wage job, you got that first check, you got a 92 Dodge with ball headed tires and a broad with no teeth. <laughs> you forget everything we just talked about and believe now. I'm okay now. I got $110 and a tank of gas and a piece of paper that says I graduated from 10 day. Questions? I know you are. Let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you very simply. Is there anybody here ever took a shot of whiskey a day in their life? At least one, of course you have. Does that mean you're going to get rid of or not get rid of HIV or you're never going to get it? No. No. So if we want to play hypothetical, we can play until we drink again. If we want to do with facts, then we're going to deal with these facts. And I'll tell you, if you work with these steps, and I mean this, the chances of you getting HIV or VIH or any of that other stuff is really, really reduced. I don't mean to be a wise guy, but we can play hypothetical all day long. Let's deal with facts. Facts. Any questions about B? Are you convinced about B? If you're convinced of A, then I'll call it cannot manage your life. B, they probably know human pocket really wrong. C, they got couldn't, what if he were sought? There are two ways. There are two ways that you can become convinced of C. Two of the most popular ways. The first one is to read the first four chapters of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and that is the attempt, as we read earlier, to convince you of that. And the second way is, ask any alcoholic who's ever worked the steps what kind of power he has. And he will tell you that God could, and God would, and God has, and I've sought him. Any questions on C? Now we're getting into faith now, aren't we? Now we're getting into faith. And that's going to be the key to our recovery. Faith and facts. Faith and facts. Being convinced we're now at step three. And that means if you are convinced of these three pertinent ideas, you are now at step three. Now, we're going to do some reading here, which is something I really don't like to do. But the fact of the matter is there's such a massive, grave misinterpretation about step three. And I unfortunately have perpetuated that by not doing this reading. And it's very important that we do do this reading, so let's read it. Because at the very last line of that paragraph, it says this. Just what do we mean by that, and just what do we do? So they're going to explain in great detail just what do we mean. Somehow it got to be like, God wants me to do this, and what is God's will for me? And I had a, was talking to a friend of mine today. She says, I don't know what God's will is for me. I want this guy, and he got her, and Nancy, and I got, and I don't know what God's will is for me. <laughs> Just what do we mean by that? Just what do we do? Here's what it says. The first requirement, 
going into the third step. The third step is nothing more than an idea. Again, once again, an idea, a change of thinking. We are going to have an idea. The first requirement is that being convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. That's what you're asking you to do. Just look at your life or anybody else's life around you and realize that being a self-willed person has not been such a successful idea. Got it? That's all the requirement is. It says on that basis, now we're going to read, that was the direction we gave you. That was a direction going into third step. Let's read because I think it's very important you know exactly what we're talking about. It says that on that basis we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. So if you ever get in a collision, ever get in a collision with something or somebody, know that you are running your life on self-propulsion. Know that you are doing not what God wants you to do, but what you want you to do. Just know that from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Do not take my word for it. Read the book. Here's what it says. This is us. Very important. Because it says, what, what do we mean by that? Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show. Do you ever catch yourself trying to dictate to someone what they should do? Even though your motives are good, you are becoming a director. Our job is to be an actor. We're forever trying to arrange things and peoples and players. And if they would only do what we tell them to do, bing, everything would be fine. Everybody would be happy in... in including me, isn't it strange that the advice we have for so many of our friends also includes a reward for us? <laughs> you think I don't pay attention? <laughs> Life would be wonderful. What usually happens, what usually happens is the show doesn't cut off, it begins to treat life, he begins to feel that life doesn't treat him right, and decides to exert himself. Now remember, we're talking about a third step and God's will. Our job is not to exert ourselves and force anybody to do anything. Do you understand that? They're giving you that, just what do we mean? We're on the what do we mean part. Just what do we mean? He becomes angry, indignant, and self-pitying. Understand that if you become angry with someone or something, indignant with someone or something, or self-pitying, you are running your life. It has little to do with the power of God and the sun rays coming down and touching your soul and all that other crap. This is action on our part. Intelligent action. Hardly any faith involved here, is there? Yeah. <laughs> it is, is it not evident to all the rest of the players that these are the things that we want, and does not his reaction make each of them wish to retaliate, snatching all they can out of the show? Is he not, in his best moment, a producer of confusion rather than harmony? And if you can look at your life and see that we do this, whether it's with your kids, your husband, your wife, your neighbors, your friends, there are some people who can walk in and cause everybody to want to shake hands and hug and say, I'm sorry. And there's some people who want to walk in a room and everybody wants a fist fight. <laughs> the choice is yours. 
But know this, that when you start with this arguing, when you start with this demanding, we are no longer doing what God wants us to do. We're doing what we want to do. That's all we're reading here. So when it comes to turning our will and life over to the care of God, it's that I am not going to guide you, direct you, force you, argue with you. I will no longer push my, myself upon anybody here. Does that make sense to you? That's why working these steps are your decision, not mine. My job is to make the information available. Here's what it says. It says this. 62. Selfishness and self-centeredness, that we think is the root of your trouble. Now this is at step three. The trouble that shuts you off from God is selfishness and self-centeredness. That's the root of all your troubles and all your problems. It says driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. And we just read that when they see us being selfish, they want to try to snatch something from the show too. So we're going to stop being this producer of confusion. We're going to stop being that person. And when we see this selfishness, self-centeredness, fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, we must know that this is not God's will for us. This is causing more harm than good. More selfishness than service. Simple, isn't it? Can you understand what not to do to do God's will? Quit pushing people around. Quit trying to get shit. Quit trying to take shit. Quit trying to be the boss. Here's what it says. It says that sometimes they hurt us. Now this is where we're going into, we're warming, we're warming into the fourth step now. We're warming into it. Sometimes they hurt us, and that's going to be our first question in the fourth step. <laughs> Seemingly without provocation. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. I don't know why you're so mad. I don't know why she ain't calling. I don't know why they ain't talking. I don't know why they're I don't know why they're picking on me. I don't know why. Seemingly we put ourselves in a position. But we invariably find, and this is our inventory, that some of the time in the past this we have made decisions based on self which later placed us in a position we hurt to be hurt. So our troubles we think are basically of our own making and this is in still step three is that we want you to understand that when you push people around, when you're selfish, when you're self-centered, you put yourself in a position to be hurt and when you put yourself in that position you're no longer serving God, you're serving who? Yourself. yourself. It's as simple as that. This is a lot of reading, a lot more reading than I care to do. But I can't believe how misunderstood this step is. And we're going to spend a lot of time doing it. Here's what it says. It says, uh, they arise out of ourselves. And the alcoholic is an extreme example of self will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. This is, now listen to this. Listen to this. Above everything, this is only the third step. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness or it kills us. Why does it kill us? Listen to this. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. 
and there often seems no way entirely to get rid of self without his help. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. Because if we shut off God with selfish and self-centeredness, we are subject to drink, and when we drink for an alcoholic, what do we do? We die. Oh, not quickly. That's the bad part about it. If we die quickly, 10 day would be a three day. <laughs> we die slowly, very slowly. We didn't get here one day. We worked our way down here, and that's a death in itself. Any questions? Very difficult. This is, I really, it's the first time I've ever done this, but I see the need for it. Is that, what does this mean? And what we just described to you, what our running our life means, with what do we do about it? Well, now comes that. Now comes that. So when you catch yourself doing all of these things, selfish, selfish, running your own life, pushing people around, trying to get something from them, trying to make, arrange and get everything done. Anybody here ever been in the penitentiary? What a dumb question. <laughs> Two. Recently, last five years, ten years, they have phones in the penitentiary now. It's true. It's true. I know you don't believe that. They got phones. And you listen to these guys on the phone. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to call them up and I want you to and put the money in the bank. And I don't want you that I am sitting in the penitentiary telling this woman who never broke a, a law in her life what to do about running her life. <laughs> Is there something wrong with that picture? And we're the producers of confusion rather than harmony. Does that make sense to you now? Yes. Okay. This is the how and the why of it. Now, now remember that line because we're, we're documenting everything. Just what do we mean by this? Now here's just what do we do. Here's the just what do we do. This is the how and the why of it. First of all, we, you and I, have to quit playing God. And how do we play God? We just described that, didn't we? We spent 15 minutes of valuable time describing how we play God. Arranging, manipulating, selfish, self-centered, jealousy, suspicion, bitterness, whatever terms we used here. That's how we play God. And now we say we're willing to stop doing that. You got it? It didn't work. Why should we quit playing God? Because it didn't work. Next after in his drama life, God was going to be our director. What's our job? Actor. actor. What's his job? That means actors don't direct. we got to quit giving orders. You got that? That's what they're saying here. It said he is going to be the principal, we're going to be his agent. He's going to tell us what to do, we're going to carry out the directions. And we already know what not to do. To find out what to do, we're going to work the rest of these steps. <laughs> or, or hopefully we're going to work the rest of these steps. But what not to do, we already know, don't we? We read that. We already know what not to do. you got to do this. I don't have to do that. Well, you better do that. I'm only saying this for your own good. Really? I'm going to get your hand off of me. <laughs> <laughs> he is the father we are as children and being such obedient children as we have been in the past 
we'll have a tough time with that one, won't we? It's a simple idea and the concept of this key, this concept, this concept of God is going to be God, we're going to be the actor. He's going to be the father, we're going to be the children. He's going to be the principal, we're going to be the agent. That concept is the new and triumphant art through which we will pass to freedom. And that's why we spent so much time on this today. Because if you do not have that concept, you have not built this arch. If you do not have this concept, you are not going through to freedom. And any devil on the face of the earth can tell you what a keystone is. What's the keystone in the arch? It holds the whole thing together. The whole thing is held together by that keystone. Your whole program is held together by step three. Your whole program is held together by God is God and I ain't. Your whole program, your whole 12 steps, your whole life, your whole key to freedom is held together by that I am going to do what God wants me to do instead of uh, my doing what I want. Selfishness and self-centeredness has to go. Any questions? Any questions? Pretty simple now, I hope. Like I said, I never did this before, but I, 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 I see that I've been neglecting that area. Any questions? Any questions? This is the new and triumphant arch, the keystone tour we're going through. For when we took such position, all sorts of remarkable things happened. Now let's go down 63 to the second paragraph. With those thoughts in mind, the, the, the directions are really, here's the directions. The first requirement is being convinced that any life run on itself will can hardly be a success. The second requirement is that we must quit playing God. That's the directions. What we read was equally important only because there's such a misconception on step three that we missed the keystone of freedom. And I don't want that to happen to anybody here. I'd rather have you stand up and say, you can kiss my ass, I ain't going to work these steps, than have you stand up and say, I don't understand. You might both get drunk, but one is your decision, and the other is my responsibility. Any questions? We are now at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, squiggly writing. Whenever you see squiggly writing inside the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, that means eh, important, eh, important. If you go to discussion group and the topic is, God, as you understand them, how many times have you heard purple say, well, I don't understand them? The big book says, you better. It says, come up with an understanding. I don't care how dumb, how simple, how stupid, how ignorant, how naive, how childish. I don't care what term you want to use. The important thing is that you have a God as you understand him. I go to work on Monday. Go to work on Monday. Go to work on Monday. Open up my lunchbox. Bang. Bologna sandwiches. Go to work on Tuesday. Open up my lunchbox. Bang. Bologna sandwiches. Go to work on Wednesday. Open up my lunchbox. Bang. Bologna sandwiches. And I say, I hate bologna sandwiches. The dago sitting next to me says, hey, why don't you have your old lady pack you something else? And I say, I pack my own lunch. <laughs> I, I ain't married. <laughs> what we're saying here is we don't care what goes into your God. It's not our business. It's your business. What is important is that you have a God. I don't care what goes into your lunch. What is important is that you have a lunch. It doesn't matter what your conception or understanding of God is. 
universal power, intelligent force, creator. I don't even care because it's your conception of God, God, as you understand him. And we're going to pray a prayer, a prayer. Now understand this, the third step is nothing more than an idea, an idea conveyed in a prayer, expressed in a prayer. What's the idea of step three? No! Yes! I am going to quit playing God. He's going to be the principal. I'm going to be the agent. He's going to be the father. I'm going to be the rotten brat kid. He's going... That's the idea that we're going to now express in a prayer. You gotta have that or you miss the keystone. I'm going to quit playing God. Here's the prayer, which is just an expression of the idea. God, I am going to offer myself to thee. We have an understanding and we understand that this, we being the boss, ain't been such a good idea. To build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Do whatever you want to do with me. Build whatever you want to be with me. It's not my job, nor not my business. I will do whatever it is you want me to do. We already know for a fact what we ain't going to do, right? That's the big thing. We got a parameter here. We know what we ain't going to do. We ain't going to be selfish. We ain't going to be self-seeking. We ain't going to try to boss the world. We ain't going to call the shots. We ain't going to push nobody around. We ain't going to arrange to play a scenery valley. We already know that. What are we going to do? The rest of the steps. <laughs> That's the law. That's the law. Relieve me. Take it with Build with me as thou wilt. We're going to ask God to relieve me of the bondage of self so that we can be happy, joyous, and free. Huh? Huh? No! No! So that we can better do His will. That's exactly right. We can better do His will. That's our prayer. That's our change of thinking. I'm going to quit doing it my way. I want to do it his way, and if I, he relieves me in the bondage of self, which is this problem, one of my problem, then I can better do what he wants me to do, because I'm no longer doing what I want to do. Make sense? You with me? Take away my difficulties. <laughs> Sears and Robux has 10,247 stores in the continental United States. They cannot take away your difficulties. They can fix your lawnmower, but they cannot take away your difficulties. God can, and we're going to ask him to do this. Take away my difficulties so that now I can be happy, joyous, and free. Right? No! no. You guys are too sharp for me. So that I can bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, of thy way of life, and we're making a deal with God. If you take away my difficulties, I will be a living testimony to, 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 what'd you say, Nicholas? I'm going to be a living testimony to Morgan that God did this for me. See, God could and would, if he were sought, he's going to know that God did this for me. That's my deal in step three, isn't it? That I am going to serve this power of God. Any questions? Any questions? Yes. Do I see it as a deal? Let me see this. If you take away my difficulties, I will be uh, uh, that victory over them will bear witness that I would help. You take away my difficulties, I will help people. Does that sound like a deal? Sound like a deal to me? 
If you give me two bucks, I'll give you a big whopper. <laughs> Sounds like a deal to me. Huh? And if he, if I give him, if I give him, if I don't give him two bucks, do I have a right to expect a whopper? Well, what's the deal? Same thing here. If I don't quit being selfish and self-centered and help other people, do I expect to be happy, joyous, and free, stay sober, and live in love, and all that other stuff? If I do, I've got unreasonable expectations. I'm once again being selfish and self-centered, and I'm mom's favorite. You've got to like me, too. Oh, all women like me because I'm cute. God, don't think you're cute. Now, here's what it says. It says, uh, thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And here's what we want to do. We want to do as will always, and we already know what we're not going to do, right? Very important, the keystone to, to the archway of freedom. We're not going to be selfish. We're not going to be self-centered. We're not going to manage, direct, or give orders. Got it? Any questions before we go on? Because we're getting heavy now. Now this is probably the heaviest part of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Heavy. Capital H. Okay. Here's the next line. We thought well. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready. And they're not telling you to rush into this like a fool. They're not telling you to listen to somebody else. They're telling you to what? Think well. They're telling you to think it over. Are you ready to do this? Are you ready to let God run your life? If you're not, please, get, the, get out of the chair, go down the street, and run your own life the way you want to run it. And if you can stay sober and be happy in your heart, God bless you. I ain't got no problem with that. But if you can't, then you better think well. Because here's the solution out of this book. It says, think well. Make sure that you are ready, ready, before taking this step. The last, abandon yourself utterly to God. What do we know for sure you're not supposed to do at this point? Selfish, self-centered, bossy, giving orders, making demands, manipulating people. That we know for sure, yes? What's to come after that will only be revealed in step 10 and 11. It will only be revealed in step 10 and 11. What's my job as a sponsor? Help you out. Offer to do three and five. Here's what it says. We found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person. I, who have had the experience of the steps, have offered to do this with Morgan. This big book says somebody should, you should do this with somebody, such as your wife, your best friend, or your spiritual advisor. Show me sponsor. Best, I like that better. I like that better. I like that better. I like that better, best friend. But the choice is yours. It is better to meet God alone than with someone who might misunderstand. But as Morgan's sponsor, I have already offered to do this for him and with him. But it's his choice whether he does it with me or not. Yes? No? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. The wording, of course, was optional. Voicing it made effect. Sometimes a great one was felt. Okay, now we're done with step three. Watch this. How long has it done us? How long has it done us? How long? What a pull up. How long has it taken us? 
How long has it taken us to get to step three? An hour and five minutes. We spent five minutes giving directions. Five minutes giving guidelines. Rules at a, rules at a clubhouse. I ain't God. I'm a drunk. That's the rules at a clubhouse. Don't quote me. I make mistakes. I'm just a human being. I'm working. That's the rules. Five minutes. It took us one hour. Can you believe that? How long are you sober? If you are convinced of three pertinent ideas, and if you are convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success, and if you are convinced that you no longer want to play God, the question I have for you is this. Can you now do the third step? Is there anybody here wants to do the third step? Let's do it. I know more, no more understanding people than the people in